Welcome to another episode of the Bob Hoover Fitness Podcast. Hope you are doing well and hope you're having a great start to 2023. We are about a month and a half in and man, let's keep it rock and rolling. So today is a very interesting topic I want to talk about because this is something I see um, with a lot of clients. It's a question I get a lot and it's something that I used to struggle with as well. And that is how to progress without increasing the amount of weight you're lifting or reps. Because the the two most common ways to progressive overload is to increase your weight or your reps. Okay. Now, progressive overload, if you don't know what that is, is essentially doing more over time, doing more work over time to force your body to have to adapt, okay? And when we talk about adaptation, we're talking about getting stronger, building muscle, okay? And the way it works is you have essentially three steps. You have your first step, which is creating a stress. And you could just think of the stress being going into the gym and lifting weights. That That's creating a stress on your body. You're taxing your central nervous system. You're, you're taxing your muscles. You're putting them to work. So it's creating a stress. So think of it as like you're sending your body a signal to build muscle and or get stronger. Okay. After that is your recovery. All right. And this is essentially when everything kind of comes back up to baseline your um, central nervous system gets recharged, your muscles get repaired, um, and and you, you're good to go, right? So it's a two-step process. It's like the stress and recovery. Both are very important for getting results. Now, the third step is the adaptation, all right? And again, that's to essentially to get better results, which means you have to create a stress that's strong enough. You have to create a signal that's strong enough to force an adaptation okay because after a while if you keep doing the same shit you're gonna get the same results right you're not forcing your body to change and that's the key to progressive overload if you want to get results you have to force your body to change and this is where adaptation comes in you have to progressive overload you have to do more so that your body gets the idea gets the signal of oh shit okay hey we have to build muscle because of this so that I can better handle that next time. We have to get stronger because of this so I can better handle that next time, all right? Because if you're just doing the same thing, you're essentially spinning your wheels. You're creating the stress, boom, and then you recover. You create the stress, you recover. And like that line back up to recovery never goes back up. It's almost like a normal heartbeat, right? So it's just like boom, 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 boom. But you almost wanna create like a heartbeat when your heart starts to, when your heart rate starts to go up, right? So if you look at like a heart rate monitor, and like you see, like the heartbeat is pretty stable. And then if something happens, maybe you're exercising or you get a little bit of anxiety or you get a little bit of stress. So it starts to go up. Imagine that being your adaptation. You want that to go up so that you can continue to build muscle and get stronger. That's how we do it. So the two most important ways are going to be increasing weight or reps, right? And that's very important because on one hand, a lot of people struggle with that. They don't know. They think, they need to do random shit every work, right? I used to get this all the time in person. It was like, we would do the same things, you know, in like increments, maybe like four week increments, 
uh, same movements, and then that's how you make progressive overload by doing the same shit over time and getting better at it and doing more. So for example, like maybe we start the workout off with like a deadlift and week one, we'd use the bar. Week two, we'd add um, five pounds. Week three, we'd add 10 pounds. Week four, we'd add 15 pounds and, and et cetera. So you're progressing on that movement. You're getting better at that movement. You're building muscle, right? And your glutes and your hamstrings and your back and you're getting stronger, okay? Um, but, you know, a lot of people come from the aspect of like, well, okay, well, I don't want to do that. I want to keep it interesting. And that's why they don't get results because they're never forcing their body to adapt. They're just like doing shit just to do shit. And they're never forcing that adaptation, they're never creating that muscle building signal, right? Remember random work leads to random results, right? Um, but then on the other hand, there is once people start to get this and this something I've realized, once people start to realize, oh, shit, okay, like progressive overload is basically increasing the weight and increasing the reps, they take it too far. And they think that they have to increase the weight, increase the reps every single week, or else if they don't, they're losing progress. And that's not how it works, right? There's only so much weight you can lift, there's only so much progress that you can make, and including reps, right? You can't just, if you lifted five pounds each week, uh, and you increase that every single week, like over a year, like, dude, that would be whatever 50 times five is. That's like, I don't know, I'm terrible at math. Um, 250 pounds on like a, on like a, um, you know, lift, which is insane. That's a, like, you're not going to fucking increase your lift. I mean, maybe if you're a beginner you might, and you have good genetics, but other than that, you're not going to create a fucking lift 250 pounds in a year. Like it's just not going to happen. Um, same thing with reps. Like if you were able to get one rep each week, that's 52 extra reps that year. Again, that's not going to happen. All right. So setting proper expectations and realizing that, Hey, it progressive overload isn't necessarily a week to week thing. It's over time. So even if you increased in one program, if you have like a four week program and you went and you did one more rep, okay, let's just say you use the same weight and you did 135 pounds for five reps, week one, week two, week three, week four, you did 135 pounds for six reps that's still doing more. That's still progressive overload. Remember, this is a lifelong thing. All right. Um, so I think people, what they do is number one, they, if they don't increase the way or increase reps each week, they get discouraged. They get pissed. They're like, fuck, I'm not making progress. So what happens is they start to increase the weight and reps at the expense of form. All right. Which is exactly what we don't want to do. And, and, and I'm going to show you in this podcast, or I'm going to tell you, I should say, is how to progressive overload with not increasing weight or reps, because you're not going to be able to increase the weight or reps every single week. All right. That's important. Very important. Um, because there's a lot of things that happens and, and your body's just weird. And, um, just like you won't lose weight every week, you're not going to fucking be able to get stronger, um, every week either. Again, it's what happens over time. Um, and another thing I've seen too is people like, again, they jump way, way, way too quickly. So they'll do like, let's pick a deadlift, for example, to do 135 pounds week one. And then like, well, that was super easy. I'm going to fucking jump to 185 pounds week two. Or I'm going to jump to 205 week two. And then they get stuck. They plateau because they never allowed their body to adapt 
to working up to that heavy weight. So now their body's stuck at 205 versus if they would have just taken it slow, worked their way up to 205 for a few months, then they would have just kept freaking going. They want to plateau at 205. That, it, yeah, it wouldn't have been as quick, but they would have been way more stronger, way more prepared. Their body would have been way more adapted to be able to way push past through 205 and keep going and, and, and keep getting stronger. So that's a huge thing too, is like, it's okay to take time because I'm going to show you in the, in this, um, in this podcast again, tell you, I don't want to keep fucking saying show you. Um, I'm going to tell you like why that is. And you're, even though if the weight or the reps don't necessarily go up, like you can still be making progress. All right. Um, now again, the two most important ways to, to build muscle and get stronger is to lift weight and inc- or lift more weight, increase the reps, but there's a lot more that goes into it. So I wanted to make sure that we kind of go into that. So kind of like I touched on a little bit is form comes first. All right. Learning proper form is the number one priority. I always like to tell clients, earn the right to increase the weight. All right. If you ever gone into a big box gym, and this was very apparent to me since I recently uh, switched gyms, you earn the right to increase the weight. If you ever gone and seen ego lifting, you'll just see people fucking just throwing weights around, putting, you know, 135 pounds on a barbell and cranking their back and, 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 and using momentum to try to curl up a weight to try to look cool. And it's like, dude, what the fuck is that doing? It's doing absolutely nothing. It's doing jack shit, right? It, it, it's stroking your ego. Leave that shit at the door. Um, so when I used to work at the gym, I trained at in person, um, it was kind of weird because I used to think to myself that if the whole like gym culture thing online was like, you know, you would see people uh, not really using barbells or doing these like weird movements and stuff and I'm and, and not using good form. But for whatever reason at the gym I worked at and I was there for I didn't work there for six years, but I was a member there for six years. Um, so I, I was there for a pretty long time. But uh i never really saw that right you would see it here and there but i was like oh man maybe things are different but then when i quit there as an in-person trainer you know non-compete so wasn't a lot of work out there anymore so i had to get a new gym membership and this new gym i'm at right now is more of a big box gym and my goodness i'll tell you man everything you see people do at this fucking gym man i had somebody there was all these benches taken up um you know people waiting to bench press and this fucking guy comes and literally stands on the bench and starts to do a bent over row on the fucking bench like he stood on the bench with his feet grabbed the barbell off the hooks and then started doing a bent over row while standing on the bench while while people were waiting for the fucking bench and i'm like what the fuck is this guy doing like are you fucking kidding me and i you know i always say like i'm i'm Again, I, I don't really care. People can do what they want. Um, but like, I'm just surprised at how little people use the barbells um, at this gym. And I feel like every time I use it, people fucking stare at me like, whoa, what the hell is he doing? Um, when in reality at my other gym, it was like everybody used it. And like, and again, the other gym was like a, um, it wasn't like a small club or anything. It was still like a decent gym. Uh, but people just, we had some really strong members there, right? So I always felt like really weak, which was kind of motivating to me because um, I wanted to kind of get as strong as 
some of the people there. Um, I know my uh, my boss, Brian, shout out to Brian, he's a fucking beast, um, is one of the strongest fucking people I know. Dude's just a fucking savage. Um, also one of the nicest people I know. And we have like a little thing going on where uh, we both, he, he, he loves otters and like he always sends them to me. And like now my whole Instagram feed is just fucking full of otters. But anyways, um, but like just there, that's what you would get. Like there's just so many people who had such good technique who were really strong and all that kind of stuff. And then this gym, you know, there's a lot of people that are ego lifting. Okay. Like just doing weird shit and like using a lot of momentum and like not good strict form at all. Um, so it's just very interesting to me because, you know, number one, that used to be me. Like I learned from my mistakes. I used it. I actually had to take a step back. I had to, I, I kind of came up with that, with the ego lifting and it wasn't so bad to where I was like, holy shit, what the hell is this guy doing? But when you look back, if you were to look back on some of my old form videos, I used a lot of momentum for stuff. My form, I probably didn't use full range of motion. And I kind of had to like take a step back. I had to lighten the weight a little bit to um, make sure that I, I had a good form. I felt the muscles working. I was working through a full range of motion. And funny enough, I don't nearly get as severe as joint pain anymore. I used to get the worst shoulder and knee pain in the world. Like I remember sleeping and going to sleep and laying down and, and like waking up in the middle of the night. My knee would just be throbbing um my shoulder would just be throbbing i remember driving uh in a car we were going to uh this this we were coming home from this college that was about three hours away um so we were sitting in a car and and my knee was like bent the whole time i remember just sitting in the car and i was like it was throbbing like it hurt so bad and i'm like i don't even know if i can make it like that my knee is just destroyed and killing me um so i've noticed working through a full range of motion and having proper form has helped a ton with with that um as well and and on top of that like my my results strength for sure without getting hurt which is huge because there's a difference between like getting strong with like shitty form and then getting strong with good form like less injuries you're actually able to lift more weight up and then too like just building more muscle like i've built so much more muscle by having um good form and, and all that kind of stuff so um form comes first right it, it's so important because for so many reasons. Um, and again, like this is something I learned, but it's something I still see. And I'm like, fuck man, like a lot of it, these people just don't know. Um, and I think a lot of people would benefit from kind of leaving their ego at the door and cutting back on the weight and focusing on form because it's not always about increasing the weight. And I've been guilty. This is a coach, not, I've been guilty of not emphasizing this enough. Okay. Um, you know, when I first started coaching in person, I was really big on this. And then I think I was like not pushing people hard enough. Um, so I kind of overcorrected. And in reality, which I'm gonna talk about here, like sometimes just getting the proper movement down and not increasing the weight for a little bit is the way to progress and, and get better. Remember, getting better doesn't necessarily mean increasing more weight or um, increasing the amount of reps that you do. So form 100% comes first. Uh, because for number one, like you learn the proper movement patterns. That's very, very important because again, remember how I said, like you can lift a lot of weight and possibly even lift more weight with shitty form, but you're, you're going to fucking do it with bad form. You're not going to get all the benefits. You're not going to get all the strength and muscle benefits with shitty form. And you're also going to, you know, potentially increase your, 
risk for injury, right? Um, because if if you're lifting with bad form, your joints are going to be loaded with with not proper stability. Um, your muscles are going to not be working properly, and you're going to possibly get hurt. And what happens if you're hurt? You can't fucking lift at all. So I'd rather you lift a little bit lighter and focus on good form first before increasing the weight or the reps. Um, so that again, you're, you're essentially building up your base, you're building up your foundation to have like a healthy and, and, and really good solid, uh, um, lifting career and like and being able to progress safely right because that's that's the important part there too safely um so you know the the having a perform proper movement pattern is very important because you're just going to be more efficient you're going to be really good at the movement and you're going to be able to lift more weight in the future right it might take a little bit longer but it's okay because you're going to be able to lift a little bit more weight in the future you're going to be uh, stronger because of it safer because of it and potentially even um and also build a little bit more muscle because you're doing that um and also too, when you learn form, the movement patterns are very important, right? Because again, you're um, doing it safely, but also like when you learn the proper movement patterns, you're gonna be able to connect to the muscles better. And when you go, when you work on form and work on tempo, you're learning how to connect to the muscles and use the right muscles. A lot of people use the wrong muscles when they do exercises, right? So. For example, a lot of people when they bench press, they don't know how to retract their shoulder blades. They don't know how to depress their shoulder blades. They don't know how to stick their chest out. So what happens is a lot of the tension gets placed on their front delts, their shoulders when they're bench pressing. Because if you notice, their shoulders kind of round forward versus their chest. Well, that places a lot of stress on your shoulders, okay? Um, which you don't want to do, right? Um, same thing with like uh, a deadlift, right? A lot of people, what happens is they round their lower back when they deadlift so their lower back is taking a lot of the stress versus their glutes and their hamstrings and their their mid back right so and that's what you don't want to do right that's going to cause a lot of lower back issues so having good form is going to make sure that you use the proper muscles that you want to use so and also even something like an isolation exercise where it's really important to feel the target muscle think of like a bicep curl if you're rounding your shoulders forward you're not going to be using as much you're not gonna be placing as much tension as you can your bicep but when you retract your shoulder blades have a nice tall posture and you put your shoulder blades in your back pocket keep your elbows to your sides you can really work that bicep through a full range of motion all right um so it's just very important to be able to basically feel the muscles work use the muscles versus using momentum because when you use momentum, you're not placing tension on the muscles and you're working the wrong muscles, which is going to create bad posture, bad movement patterns, which is obviously what we don't do, what we don't want, right? And the cool thing is, um, you know, one of the things first is like, if you're a beginner, um, it's okay to do regressions and progressions. So it is okay. And, and, and it's actually one of the best ways that you can progress in a workout program going from a regression to a progression, right? So maybe for example, just to keep it super simple and to start from all the way at the beginning, maybe you can't do like a full 90 degree angle box squat yet, right? So typically like a box squat is uh, a great starting movement to teach you how to sit back in the squat, get deep in a squat and get strong from coming out the bottom because the bottom is the hardest part of the squat. But maybe you can't do that now. Cool. So get a taller box. Maybe you do a quarter of a squat now. The next week, you do a um, 
you know, instead of doing like a quarter squat, maybe do that for a few weeks. And then maybe you kind of get down into uh, a half squat, right? So then boom, cool. You have, you worked from barely being able to squat and then you're gaining more range of motion. So that would be progress, okay? Maybe at first when you do a split squat, you have to use like TRX for assistance, okay? Um, or you have to use like a foam roll or hold on to a bench for support. Well, progress would be not being able to hold on for support anymore and be able to do it by yourself because you're doing more. Now your body has to work to stabilize you and keep you balanced versus the TRX band or the bench. So again, see how like these progressions and regressions can be progress by not adding weight or reps. Uh, you know, you can, again, start with a elevated um, goblet or not goblet, an elevated uh, kettlebell deadlift. This is one of my favorite things to do in person. What I would do was I would place a box underneath um, somebody's legs. Okay. And then if, if people didn't have the range of motion, the mobility to get down to the ground, you would place the box. That way the kettlebell is elevated and then they can get down comfortably with the range of motion they have access to right now, do the deadlift safely. And then over time you work on getting down to the ground, which would be the end goal for that kettlebell, right? And then cool, once you get down to the ground, then you can start increasing the weight a little bit with the kettlebell. And then again, you can do a harder variation. Maybe instead of a kettlebell, so you start with an elevated kettlebell deadlift, you go to a ground kettlebell deadlift, cool. You increase the range of motion, perfect. You start loading that up. Once you get really strong, because you're gonna be a lot fucking stronger than you think, then maybe you can move on to, um, I don't know, maybe you can move on to a trap bar deadlift, or you can move on to like an elevated sumo deadlift or something. And then again, work your way up. So moving through these like progressions and regressions are going to be um, really, really helpful, especially if you're a beginner um, and you you can't do like a lot of these more advanced movements yet. That is going to make progress more than anything else. I like you're going to it's going to take you so much more further than trying to force to add weight, force to add reps um, on, on some of these other movements um, just by progressing that way. So. Uh, that's, that's very important too. doing these like progressions and, and, and re, uh, aggressions as well. Um, you know, and two, uh, again, increasing your range of motion is just going to be so beneficial for, again, when you have more increased range of motion, you're working more of the muscle. So that's progress, which means you're going to be getting more muscle, more strength. Um, but then also it's great for your joint health as well. So, Increasing range of motion, number one, and regressions and progressions, um, that continuum, number two, kind of doing harder variations of exercises, right? And, and uh, using less assistance or making it a little bit harder. Um, you can think of like, again, like getting your first push up, right? You don't start from the ground, you start from an elevated push up and you slowly work your way down to the ground, okay? That's, again, that's progressively getting harder. Okay, even though it's always a push-up, you're progressively making it a little bit more challenging. So there's a million ways to do this. You know, that's out of the scope of this podcast, but that that's just one way of doing it. Um, you know, and, and two, it is important to also talk about uh, you know, when you do start to increase weight to kind of go offside a little bit, is 
your 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 gains at the beginning are going to be pretty fucking insane. You're never going to have as good of gains as you do at the beginning. These are called newbie gains because your body is so it's such a novel stimulus and your body is just not used to it. You're going to fucking get gains through the roof. You're going to gain the most muscle you ever have. You're going to gain the most strength you ever have as quickly as possible. I think it's like you gain the most muscle in the first like most muscle and strength in the first like six months as you do like throughout your whole life or career. I don't know. That's probably not accurate, but you get the point. Um, it's pretty insane. So you are going to get some really good beginner gains. So that's kind of where I'm talking about, like where people do start to understand about, Hey, wow. All right. I get it. Weight and reps, increase the volume, increase the intensity, the, the, the weight or the reps. Um, and then remember, like you're not gonna be able to do that forever. Once those newbie gains are over, you're not gonna be able to increase the weight of the reps each month. And that's kind of where this is like at right here, where it's like, all right, what happens when that happens? Um, but but anyways, so again, so increased range of motion, um, regressions, progressions, you know, increased efficiently, it, or I should say increased efficiency, basically, again, getting better at the form, getting better at having more control with the movement. Um, requiring less effort to do the movement, right? Like when you first did a barbell squat, right? Well, actually, I'm going to use a, bar, a barbell bench press because if you've ever done it and you ever, if you haven't yet, if, if you go to a barbell bench press, you'll notice this, but if you've ever done a barbell movement in general, but we'll just say a barbell uh, bench press, it's probably shaky as fuck at the beginning. When I used to teach people this in person, that's the first thing. Almost everybody would be super wobbly at first. Like they won't have any control of it going down, blah, blah. But as their body got used to it, and um, their body was able to stabilize better and control the movement better, their muscles and their body and their joints got better at handling the weight and using it more efficiently. So their body got better at learning which muscles to fire, when to fire, and all that kind of stuff, which is progress, right? That's progress. You're getting better at the movement, okay? Um, even if you learn, even if you were using just the bar for four weeks, but week one, you're wobbly as fuck. Week two, week four, you were controlling that bad boy all the way down and all the way up where it wasn't wobbly and it was like perfectly straight and, and, and controlled that is progress you're using your muscles better using more of your muscles um you're, because again more of your muscles getting activated in a better fashion means you'll be able to control it better so again that's doing more that's progress um so increasing your efficiency is a big one uh again especially if you're a beginner or if you've ego lifted your whole life and you need to cut it back like myself um Another one too would be decreased rest time. So basically this is like um, density. So being able to do uh, the same amount of work with less rest, your body's recovering better. It's able to recover better and hit the next workout uh, or the next set that much quicker, right? Um, or, you know, you could even do this uh, with decreased rest days, but I'm talking more about the rest time. So when your body's able to recover better um, and you're able to hit it harder, which again, you're able to do more in less time. All right. So that's progress. Um, something else too is like being able to lift the weight up quicker, speed and acceleration. This is actually something I'm doing a lot right now with my training. I'm doing like a powerlifting type program and there's something called dynamic effort days. And essentially what that is, is where you decrease the weight a ton and you work on being more explosive and you have less rest time. So it's working on acceleration, speed work, just being able to fire muscles a lot quicker, being more explosive, lifting a weight up a lot more quicker, um, and, and improving your form and also 
there's a little bit of um, like endurance benefit as well because the the less rest time in between. So that can play a role too. Being able to lift the same weight that you have quicker, again, you're doing more. That's an improvement. Uh, something too is like time under tension slash tempo. This is a big one, especially too if you're a beginner. Or you could do the same movement for let's just say three months in a row. Let's just say it's a dumbbell bench press, right? Just doing different variations of that movement is going to create some good results. That could either be maybe month one, you do a regular dumbbell bench press. Month two, maybe do a three second eccentric dumbbell bench press, right? You're really having to focus on control the form on the eccentric and it's making it harder because um, you're controlling the movement in the eccentric. Again, you're doing more, you're getting better. Um, Maybe month three, you're doing a one and a half rep. So you're really making it hard and creating more time under tension in the hardest part of the movement, which at a dumbbell bench press is at the bottom. So you go all the way down to your chest, you press halfway up, you go back all the way down to your chest, you press all the way up. So it is really, really difficult at the bottom of that movement and you're creating more tension in the bottom of that movement where it's the hardest. So you're getting more work in that hardest part. Plus when you're doing a one and a half rep, again, you're having to control the weight and you're having to create more time or tension, which again, is doing more, all right? Um, you could also change the variation. So maybe instead of um, doing like a uh, regular dumbbell bench press, you could do a neutral grip bench press, or you can do a one-arm bench press, right? You're not gonna be able to lift much weight with a one-arm bench press, but you're gonna get a shit ton of shoulder stability work. You're gonna get a shit ton um, of uh, core work as well. So see how like there's so many different things you can manipulate to make progress that's not necessarily weight and reps um no but with that you could add more weight and reps right so if you do go into a one and a half uh 1.5 dumbbell bench press you could maybe instead of doing six reps week one you do seven reps week two right and maybe instead of doing 10 pounds week one you do 12 pounds week two so these kind of play it's not like mutually exclusive it's not black and white these do play in a role with each other but you can see like okay but now you're starting to see all right, there is some things I can I can change um, going on. Another one is uh, basically doing more work in the same amount of time or the same work in less time, right? Again, density. So like this would more so apply like to like conditioning type in endurance training. Um, so if you're doing like a circuit or something or like density training where you're doing like um, a certain amount of exercise in a, in a set time, um, that's going to, to play a role, right? Like you're, you're recovering a little bit better. Uh, your cardiovascular system is working a little bit harder, get, adapting and getting a little bit better. Your endurance is getting better. Um, your muscles or your muscular endurance is getting a little bit better. So if that's like your thing, that can also play a role into uh, making progress, right? Might not necessarily mean more muscle um, or strength, but that can play a role into recovering and, and being able to push a little bit harder and have better endurance, which can have another indirect effect of uh, when you do uh, do a lot of more strength and, and, and hypertrophy type uh, movement and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So that's, again, is another way. Um, so uh, again, another one is this kind of plays into um, when you start to get a little bit more advanced, this could be if you're a beginner too, but more so if you're either one, a very, very beginner, 
um, or number two, you're starting to get a lot more advanced. These next two play into that. And that is number one, uh, increasing the total volume until number of sets you're doing. So there's a certain point where like, let's say you can't increase the weight anymore, right? Um, that would be more advanced uh, it, once you start to hit plateaus by adding in another set with the same weight, you're doing more volume. You're doing more, it's called tonnage. It's weight times reps times uh, sets. So you're doing more work. Again, you're progressive overloading. So that's an easy way for if you're more advanced to start to add to, to add more volume because now instead of only doing three sets of 135, cool, now you did four sets of 135, right? You did more work so that, okay, hey, maybe that broke you through that plateau and now you can continue to make progress that way um, and get the amount of volume you, you possibly need um, even for like other exercises to build more muscle, right? So like, for example, if you want to build your chest up, maybe you're only doing eight sets of chest per workout. You're noticing you're not really getting sore anymore. You're noticing not any, it's really not had any changes. Cool, let's add one more set per workout, right? So cool, now we're up to nine sets per workout. Boom, you're doing more than you were doing before. You're doing more chest work. So now your chest is gonna get more volume and build more muscle, right? But again, it's not as simple as like, you kind of have to work your way up to this. Again, you, your body has to adapt its way up to this. You can't just, you have to earn the right again to, to do this, okay? You can't just like be like, okay, I'm gonna start off with fucking 10 sets of chest every single workout and uh, go from there. And it's like, no, like, Start slow, work your way up, right? Because you're going to plateau quicker. You're going to get hurt, um, overuse injuries. Your body has to adapt to earn their way up to it. And, and if you go too quick and jump too quick, you're losing out on that potential that you could get, right? You're going to plateau quicker. So that's number one. Um, and then number two, uh, increased frequency. So the amount of times you work out per week, again, this can play a role into volume because there's only so much volume that your body can handle per workout until it's called junk volume. It's, it's basically diminishing returns. So usually that's around like nine to 12 exercise or sets per workout. And then after that, your body just can't handle it. And essentially you're just doing it all for nothing. Um, so how then how would you add more uh, volume to the week? Well, you would just add another day. That way, that volume is split up. So that way, you have more energy to hit the muscles harder on the extra day versus trying to get, let's just say, all 12 sets in one day. You're going to be fucking gassed those last three, four, five sets. Well, if you took those last three, four, five sets and you just add another day, you're going to be able to hit those a lot harder and create a stronger signal to build muscle and get stronger, right? So increasing the frequency that you work a muscle can help a lot too because also... Um, not only for adding more volume, the help, that's obviously a big one, but also muscle protein synthesis, essentially the signal that you create to build muscle lasts 48 to 72 hours. So if you only work a muscle group out once per week, you have like four days where that signal is not created on the flip side. If you work your muscle out two days a week, that muscle building signal is staying active throughout the whole week, right? So increasing your frequency matters a lot too. Again, I'm more talking right now about like um, this plays a role into like beginners and, and, and advanced because um, beginners too, like let's say you start off with like one exercise per week, right? That might be the amount or say one set per week. That might be how much your body needs to make progress. Cool. And then maybe week two, you go up to two sets, right? But once you get about like three sets per, um, per exercise and once you get about like, I don't know, like six to, you know, maybe nine sets per muscle group, you know, whatever muscle group you want to build per exercise, 
from there you're going to be there for a while right but then when he starts to get more advanced then that's kind of when you start when you want to start to think about okay adding more sets to an exercise again and adding more days and all that kind of stuff so um so that's that's basically uh another way to make progress and then also too like intensity techniques right again this is more advanced but things like drop sets right going past failure um reaching failure and then dropping the weight going to failure again getting a blood a shit ton of blood flow into the muscle right um to to elicit more of like a muscle building response okay um that's another one you can do rest pause sets right where it's like all right i go to failure with the same weight i'm gonna rest 15 to 20 seconds boom i'm going to now keep going right again you're pushing past failure this is again doing more um there's uh, things like cluster sets where it's like okay hey i'm gonna be able to lift a little bit more weight uh with more volume um because now i'm taking periodic rest periods in between my um sets so boom you're able to do more weight right so if if, if you do a straight set of um chin-ups to six reps maybe you can only do body weight but if you do if you split that up into a cluster set of two reps rest two reps rest two reps now you're going to be able to lift more weight because you have that extra rest in so you're actually doing more volume and more intensity over that time so as you can see there is a lot that you can do when you don't necessarily increase the reps or the weight so it's a lot right but i want you to know like hey as long as like the weight and the reps are going up over time like you're good because look at all these things i just said form range of motion um better control less effort less rest times getting better at speeding up the acceleration getting better at feeding feeling the correct muscles working getting better at using proper form more time under tension um just increasing the load a little bit more frequency some intensity techniques um just maybe doing a progression a harder variation of the exercise more range more dude there is so many things that you can do it is insane um so my point is even if the weight or the reps are not going up you still have these things to work on and and one of these things is going to be happening right the more you do it it's just like shooting a basketball the more you shoot it the better you're going to get shooting a basketball the more you work on a movement, the better you're going to get the movement, right? So even if the weight stays the same, this is the weight and the reps, dude, you are still getting better because you're practicing movement, getting better at the movement. So I don't want you to think if the weight and the reps don't go up that you're doing something bad or wrong. Like, dude, no, like you're still going to be making progress in some way. But uh, one of the best ways to make the best progress is increasing the weight and reps but it's not the only way. And doing these things I said in this time is going to help you lift even more weight in the future, is going to help you lift even more reps in the future, which is going to lead to better, healthier, more sustainable progress. So it all ties in, right? So um, that that's basically it. Like I said, like progressive overload, it's not linear. It happens in waves. Sometimes it's like takes a while. Sometimes it'll happen really quick. Again, it's kind of like at the beginning, it happens super quick, and the more advanced you get, it starts to be slower and slower. Um, but but that that that's that's basically uh, hopefully that kind of makes sense. Hopefully that all makes sense. Um, and another thing I want to leave off with the last thing is when you're losing weight, 
um, you know, it, it is going to be harder to make, to progressive overload. Okay. The leaner you get, it becomes a lot harder because your body has less body mass, you weigh less. And since you're not eating as much, you have less energy. So, um, your relative volume, uh, since you weigh less is it's going to be down. Um, so even if you lift the same amount of weight with losing weight, that's still progress because if you take the amount of weight that you lifted divided by, um, sorry, if you take your body weight divided by the weight you lifted and you lifted the same weight, that's going to go up, right? So if you weighed 150 pounds, you're able to lift 50 pounds versus if you weighed 130 pounds and you were able to lift 50 pounds still, dude, that's progress because that relative volume number went up, right? And again, like you have less energy. So you're able to lift more weight with less energy, less body mass. So that's progress too. So this is a big thing too, where a lot of people who are on their weight loss journey, when they first start, again, they get a lot of newbie gains. Um, they have a lot more energy on their body because they have more body fat. And as they start to get leaner, they notice, oh shit, like I'm not gaining as much progress as I was. Um, and it's like, well, yeah, dude, you're fucking um, getting really low body fat percentage. You're not eating a lot. So it's completely normal. It's not easy to uh, get stronger in a deficit, which if you're lean and you want to get the strongest as possible and you want to build as much muscle as possible, that's why being a deficit sucks, right? That's where a lot of people mess up. And they're like, well, I'm not building my muscle here. I'm not building my glutes. Well, well, dude, you're trying to fucking be in a deficit and build your glutes. Like you got to give your body the energy it needs to to build your glutes, right? Um, so going into maintenance or likely a surplus is going to be your best bet. So that's what it is. Um, hopefully that makes sense. Um, I think that's like a really good topic to talk about because I'll be honest, I don't think it gets talked about enough. You hear a lot online about, yeah, go to failure, increase weight, increase reps. And yes, while that stuff's important, it's not everything. There's a lot that plays into it, as you can see. And I could have fucking talked way more about this. So hopefully that helps. If it did, please leave a five-star review. I really, really appreciate it. If you know somebody that this will help out, please share it. Um, and again, any questions as usual, shoot me over an email and I will get back to you on that. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you on the flip side.